0: Greetings and welcome to episode seventy-seven of a gentleman's chat with your hosts Ian and Billy. Ian, I lead with a question to you. Don't be what we were just talking about. Don't be.
1: No, no it's not. It's not. Okay, it's not. Goodness. Don't worry.
0: Don't worry. Don't worry. We're gonna keep us on air for another week. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have a question to you. As a man that has been to performed in and had many of friends that have gone to bars in your lifetime, if you were to call in an order to a bar. For some food, what do you think would be a reasonable time before the kitchen closes to place your order? Is this the bar?
1: No. Okay. That and case... and bar. Just any old okay, bar. Okay, okay.
0: Um, bar and restaurant, mind you. like They are a restaurant.
1: Full-fledged kitchen. This is what they do. Usually, I would go the half-hour standard. Half-hour before they close. That's decent enough. My significant other, because obviously we're together, no an hour before has to be um, for anywhere we're going. Even if it's like, obviously Walmart doesn't close, but if your Walmart near you some for some reason closed, it should be like we have to get there an hour beforehand. I'm like, but you need like a pencil. We can just walk in and get it. But no. Nope. So would you say that a half hour is the
0: polite version? Now, if you called up. 15 minutes before the bar, before the kitchen closed, not the bar closed, the kitchen closed, Mm -hmm. would they still serve you? They should. They should.
1: If you called 10 minutes before, would they serve you? They should. They ought Uh, to. Up until the deadline, technically, the bar should be making the food because that's when they, how it works when restaurants close, when bars close, when food places close. The last order that can be received is that closing time. That's how it has always operated. That's how it should operate. Interesting, you say that, Ian. Allow mm. me to
0: tell you about my tale. The other day, the bar kitchen closes at seven at the local restaurant that I was going That's to. It's incredibly early, Holy isn't it? Just crap. Isn't it just for a bar? I called at six fourteen, placed my order. They said it would be ready at six forty. My significant other's parents called just after I did, and the guy on the phone said, "I'm sorry, we can't serve you anymore." You know what Six, it is? You got the last hamburger. 6.15, <laughs> 45 minutes before the kitchen closed. Not the bar closed, because there's a bowling alley attached as well that's open late. Who so, owns it? It's called
1: Hilby's. No, but who, who owns it? I have it? no idea. Some guy might be I named Hilby's. I have Hilby. a sinking suspicion. The same people that own that bar are the owners of Panda Express. Oh, <laughs> it could be. And that's why you know they can't take orders after that. They're... But because they're a bar bowling alley, a step above Panda Express, they'll at least tell you they can't serve you anymore. It's true. Rather than saying, yeah, we'll place that order and you get there. And then they say, oh, by the way, we don't have anything you ordered. Dude, it was wild. So my significant (laughs) other's
0: family was just, he said, nope, can't place an order. Sorry. Goodbye. So I show up at 640 to get my order. I said, hey, can I tack on a couple more orders to that, please? You know, just because, you know, we need some more food. And he said, nope. Nope, can't take any more orders because it's you know 640 now, 20 minutes for the bar before the kitchen closes, not the bar closes, the kitchen closes. Can't place your order. So he said it'll be a couple minutes, my significant other and I sit down. Right? We're sitting at a table, and a waitress comes over to us with some menus. Can I get you anything? Hmm. Hang on a minute. What do you mean, can you get me anything? So I told her no, I already have an order placed and whatnot. You right? That so I poorly. know, I know, I know. Because as I was watching the barman. Other people had come in to eat food, and he was turning them all away. He was saying, nope, kitchen closes at 7. And then people are arguing, like, dude, it's like it's 6.40. I can't place an order? It can be done by then. Nope, can't. Sorry, kitchen closing, can't do it. So I asked the gal, the waitress, while she was with me, I said, what do you think is a respectable time? First of all, what time is the kitchen close? She said 7. I said, okay, so if I placed an order 15 minutes before, 20 minutes before what do you think is reasonable she said well if i can be blunt a reasonable time for me is 25 to 30 minutes before the kitchen closes to be nice right yeah and i and was that's like what i said the half hour yep, gold standard. right yep. yep we all agree with that but then i said you know um because she said well you can't you can't show up 10 minutes before and expect and expect the kitchen to make you food and yeah, I was like, yeah, well, actually, then why don't you just say your kitchen closes at 6.30 and stop taking orders then? Right? That makes the most amount of sense. And then I told her, well, you know, over in other places in the world, because I'm new to this town. I only lived here a couple weeks, right? In other places in the world, generally, if I want a hamburger and you close at 7, if I walk in at 6.58 and order a hamburger, you're not going to be happy about it. But you're going to give me the hamburger, yes. right? Because you want my money. Apparently, that's not how this place operates, right? So she was saying, and this waitress like, well, you know, it doesn't bother me if you do, but the people in the back, the kitchen, will lose their minds about it, and they're like three-headed dragons. She went on this big spiel about how terrible the people in the kitchen are, which I don't need to know. Like, I just want the food. I don't need the drama of the place. So, 640, no food. 650, no food. 715, no food to be seen. 730 rolls around, and now... I'm angry. You Actually, I'm angry. that long? <laughs> I'm angry way before then because the barman came over. Actually, here's what it was. My fiance and I were, well, trash talking, the fact that it was taking so long. And uh, the, the chef in the kitchen finished, went out, and had a smoke break. And I'm thinking, hang on just a second. I'm supposed to be getting food, right? So I'm sitting there and waiting. I'm sitting there and waiting. And the barman comes over and he says, hey, I am so sorry. We... He, the, the, the chef says he made your order. It's not here. It's nowhere to be seen. So this barman goes and gets the chef, gets him back in the kitchen cooking my food, right? And he apologizes. I said, dude, listen, I could have went home, made dinner from scratch, eaten it, cleaned it up, done the dishes and be sitting on my own couch right now before you have produced anything for me to eat. And he was like, I'm so sorry, you know, I'm so sorry this has happened. You know, can I get you something to drink? Yes, I would like something to drink because I'm parched now. Come on, dude, it's been 45 minutes, right? So I I do all this very polite complaining to this guy. And he comes back with my water or whatever. And he comes back and says, well, if you give me the credit card, because get this, I paid right away. Because the food is supposed to be done right away. Yep. Yep. So I said... He said, "Give me your card, we will reimburse it. We'll be free. It'll be free." Okay. So they make my food in seven minutes. It were just chicken wraps. They come out, I get my food, The chef comes around, he apologizes profusely, and I leave. Now, my fiance is livid, because it's been literally an hour of our life, more than an hour since we placed the order, an hour, more than an hour since we have placed the order, an hour of sitting in the restaurant with no food. I, on the other hand, have thought of this as a business win, because the bill was just about $31, and I had to sit there for an hour to get it, which means, and it was free, so I made $31 an hour, and that, in this economy, I think is not that bad.
1: No, it's not that bad, but if you're really hungry, it's not worth it. I'm never going back. Oh, yeah. This is not the
0: first time I've had some sort of random act of you know stupidity take place, because the... Bowling alley is ordering food left, right, and center. The, the guy, the chef in the back, is just sweating up a storm. He's cooking all this food for these people in the bowling alley, right? And then I learn, get this, the barman's turning all these people away. And then I learn, well, the kitchen closes at 7, but we'll serve pizza from 7 to 9. What? Well, if the kitchen's not even actually closed, why don't you just take my orders up until 7 or 9? It's a very good question. What the hell? What is happening here?
1: I would assume they shut down every major appliance and they probably have like one of those industrial little pizza microwaves, basically. I'm that assuming They throw the frozen so. pizza in and take it out. I'm assuming so. But then why are you turning people away saying you can't serve them food? That is really odd. If I was going to set up something like this and nobody steal this idea, it's our, it's a property of a gentleman's chat now. Bowling nally. And of course, pizza is a staple. But you don't want to wait on the kitchen. So how about like a little alcove in the middle where there's the own, uh, just a whole bunch of pizza ovens and you, and then there's a giant freezer cooler and you just pick whatever pizza you want, pay for it and you make your own damn pizza. Dude, that's problem the problem. I've solved. actually, I've
0: actually gone to liquor stores that have that. Yeah. I used to shoot archery at a liquor store. had this is hilarious. It was a liquor store up front and it had like a really nice archery range in the back. Don't ask me why. That is the best why. combination and I've that, ever heard. Dude, that's the most Wisconsin thing ever. And they had beef jerky and everything. But that's what it was. Like, you could put in a pizza. You They had a pizza oven sitting there. You could go in the chest freezer, get yourself a pizza. You put it in the pizza oven. You cook it the way you want it cooked. And then you could take it back and shoot archery with you. And you pay the guy up at the front for the pizza. That's great. Fantastic move. They also, it was a bait and tackle store, too, because they sold minnows and worms there.
1: That is very Wisconsin. Just everything you could possibly want it, in one spot. It
0: was. <laughs> dude, you literally, you walked in the door and it was this gigantic. Gigantic liquor store In around the corner was all the fish and minnows And anything you could want Follow through a door to the shorter archery range For just bail shooting And then if you walk down the long hallway You enter to this 3D arena Where you could shoot 3D targets It was huge It was like 50 yards of the back wall It was ginormous That sounds like if I ever had money what I would do Dude it
1: was was incredible And it was cheap to shoot archery It was like 5 bucks an hour I wish I could do something like that. There's actually, it's not even that large, but a perfect location, right? Sort of where I live on Capitol. Um, There's that big empty lot in between, I think it's an apartment complex in the next neighborhood. Mm. It's giant and empty. I'm sitting there thinking, I could buy this out. That is a huge space. We could make a little billiard hall with... um, like a sports bar area, then in the back, you could have like a indoor range, something like that. Dude, you'd make a
0: killing on exactly. this side of town, too. It would be amazing. Yeah. But Hand over
1: fist, you'd make money. Oh, yeah. It's the initial investment, which would be really good. We should get some really investors. Awful. We should figure this yeah. out. We should Any get investors on this. out there. Email us at a gentleman's chat at gmail.com. And That's right. No caps, no spaces. Yeah. We will accept your money. Absolutely. Dirty, clean doesn't matter. Just don't tell us if it is dirty
0: yeah I complete ignorant with the best of them, I assure you, I assure you.
1: I didn't know your honor. <laughs> do you know what
0: the worst part about this liquor store was the guy and also the guy that worked there was hilarious, especially when I was a younger like a kid. We always used to run up and down the liquor aisles, which if now that I look back is horribly dangerous and very not safe. but what was great is that um what not what was great, but the tragic ending of this, which I think is for sort of funny, the liquor store burned down, oh. Like, from the inside out, place just burned straight up. Hasn't been inhabited since the building. I think it's still, if you went inside, is in just a just a hollowed-out shell of ashes. Yeah. Crazy. That's sad. Very Wisconsin place. I actually won my very first archery, like, trophy tournament thing there. Huh. I beat out some other 10-year-old whose dad wanted it much more than he did.
1: That's every 10-year-old competition. Dude,
0: my dad was back there cool as a cucumber. My dad was excited I even got to the finals. My dad was like, I can't fucking not believe this kids in the finals, right? I was in the final pairing, me and this other guy. It's like, a, it's like golf, right? Where everyone else was knocked out and they're all watching. Yep. So then it was me and this other guy and I'm I'm just I'm I'm nervous but also I've decided at my you know whatever I was care uh, that much. 11, 12, Jesus can take the wheel, right? I mean, if, if Jesus wants me to have it, I'll have it. I literally said this to myself. I used to bargain with Jesus all the time on bowling leagues, too. Like, Jesus, come on now. I need a strike. You know I do. See, my, see me. See Little me. Little Billy's Closing his eyes. Spinning in circles. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Draw right. the ball. That's right. That's right. So I was just, I just up there, deep breaths, getting my job done. And this 10-year-old on the other side of me is just shaking nervous, right? Because his dad is back there breathing down his neck. You know the where it's completely silent, and this guy, "Come on, Jimmy, let's go. Think, Jimmy. Think. Breathe. You gotta like you know, d- d- backseat dadding with the best of yeah. them." And uh, dude, it was absolutely hysterical to me because my dad was the exact opposite. My dad was just like, "Hey, you got this. Go do what you need to do." And uh, and this other dad was not. And I beat this kid by I don't I don't remember it being a nail biter. I remember being a little bit of a blowout, if I'm being honest. And I got crowned the champion. I got, you know, uh whatever it was, gift cards to the liquor store and a little <laughs> trophy or whatever, whatever they gave. And uh and then they got some balloons that we could shoot at, you know, because we were young Ooh. enough where that was cool. But yeah, I remember that was my fond memory of the liquor store. That's nice. Or tree range. Yes. I appreciate that. It actually had a second tier too where the bales were. You they, they built an indoor second story. So you walk up these stairs and you're on a raised platform.
1: That's actually pretty cool. Dude, it
0: was dope. Thinking back, oh. why the hell does this liquor store have a half-million-dollar shooting range in the back? I have no idea.
1: Huh. We need to make one of these. I know. We have the perfect location. We just need the funding.
0: Dude, we do. We do. It could be fantastic. Yeah. We, we should do. We should just take over that stupid restaurant I went to. Take that owner, whoever's, whoever runs that establishment, say, hey, you suck at this. Join me over here. Is
1: this the uh, city you currently reside though? Yes. Huh. They're I don't look- think it'd be very profitable. They're
0: then. looking to retire though, which means they're you know, they're trying to get out. I suppose. So they should be getting into another business that they just take money hand over fist from while we run the place.
1: That that's not a bad idea. I am a little nervous. Depend this venture probably wouldn't pull that many people in because this isn't like the largest of cities we're talking about
0: no no we don't want to go to the city where i live we want this city yeah that's that's what i mean yeah we want those old people to retire move to a suburb here and give us their money Ah, okay, that's what i'm looking for yeah yeah that's what i'm on the hunt for
1: (laughs) i used (laughs) to think so long or long and hard about how i could scam basically gold digging scams Mm. but for elderly women i'm like you know what i could do I could make the last couple of years of old women's old rich women's lives absolutely amazing. And then I just get their money.
0: <laughs> Dude, you, you could. Yeah. And then
1: I thought to myself a little harder and thought that's probably a really awful thing to do.
0: Well, you, here's the hardest part about it, if you're thinking logically about this, you don't know when they're gonna go. No. Yeah, you, know, you might pick an old frail one and she hangs on like Betty White 20 for 10, years. 15 years. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, Miss Richardson over across the street, sixty-seven, husband died three months earlier, bites it, and your hand, your hand's like, I gotta wipe, your, I got, I got, I gotta take care of you, give you sponge baths for the next seven years to get your pittance compared to Miss Richardson's loaded wealth. That would be my thing. I would get too angry, right? I'd get too angry that I'd pick a bad one.
1: It's like Christmas trees. You got to pick a good. One. Oh, yeah. I would put an age limit. Even if you're talking eighty, what's the worst that happens? Maybe thirty years. Maybe they hundred and ten tops at best. I don't want that's, that's a, still better than CNA.
0: Yeah, but that's a that's a bad you know profit margin really, because if they live another thirty years, that inheritance isn't going to be what it was. You got to find someone that does. You got to find a rich old sixty-eight year old, who is retired enough to have lived a good life with you next to them helping them, you've taken the adventures to Europe, you've had fun buying out Disney World, you've done all the fun things, and then they just, oh, they die, right? And they have just enough money left for you to not have to go through that pain and suffering again of at least for another three or four months till you start the next one. So Billy's talking about killing people. No, <laughs> no, no.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like it's... You 67 just, is not old anymore. No, you God, You would no. have to facilitate something. But in financial
0: age. years, it is ripe.
1: I suppose. That's another big problem I always had. Because people are like, well, you can make this much money in time. It's like, yeah, but will money be worth anything at that time? Mm, good point. Like a whole bunch of the upstarts and in investments. Think of things like crypto. You invested in crypto. You're like, yeah, I'm a millionaire now. I'm a genius. And then a week later, you're like, oh, I'm worth nothing. You're like, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Dude, I was thinking about... um, What was the
0: financial conversation I was having? Oh, I sometimes get recommended these YouTube videos where it's like touring these stupidly expensive homes, right? And there was one in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, which is nowhere near where we live. It's very... North, north of I the believe. state, yeah. very north of the state of Wisconsin, where there's nothing. And the reason why I say all this is because, typically speaking, that is not a expensive place to live. Yeah, no. it, it does not require expensive things. The cost of living is as low as you're gonna find in the you know in the United States of America. And they were touring this four million dollar home, which to you and me, or, you know, to the regular folk, four million dollar home is not that much. But this is a palatial estate. Yeah. because it is in a part of the world where you know $27,000 a year gets you a far ways. Yes. So it's a palatial estate. And then I got to thinking, $4 million. If I'm doing average, maybe call me, you know, middle middle upper end of the middle class, right? And I make $50,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I would need to work 80 years. To be able to afford that $4 million home. Yeah. It is so crazy to me how completely out of reach these fantastic things are. I watch these videos and think to myself, I am never going to see that. Unless I find, you know, Miss Richardson and she passes young. I am never in my
1: lifetime going to see $4 million. That a big problem with that, especially in our area. I always look back to, unfortunately... All the U.S., which is massive, is forced under a singular economy that is not distributed or equal. Because as you said, Wisconsin, one of the lowest cost of living states there are. Mm -hmm. Lower cost of living means we don't have inflation. Our economy is stellar. Because our economy is stellar, we get actively punished as far as luxuries like that. Because if we were in an atrocious economy like New York City or like L.A. County, inflation has risen in those particular places in the U.S. to such a degree that a minimum wage job is netting you 40 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you get a salaried position there of equal worth here, you're making six figures, seven figures a year. Yep. And then they could take that uh, money, come here with your same job, and just retire early and live in a $4 million estate. And you're sitting here like, I've worked the same job doing the same thing my entire life, and I can never even approach that. Dude, that is, honestly, if I
0: had no ties to this area, right? If I was just a nomadic man, that is what I would do. I would go out there, I would suffer, you know, for five, ten years. years, I would come back a wealthy king. And just retire at 40. I would retire, and I would do literally whatever it is I wanted to do for the rest of my days. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I don't think I could do the suffering part in the no ten years is a long time to suffer, yeah, I'm kinda having a good time the way I'm doing it, but I was having that realization be- because of all the things you spoke about. I will never in my lifetime see four million dollars, like my whole life's work will not amount to four million dollars worth of work, which is I mean both a perspective shifter but
1: also a little sad, depending. Because you got to realize your life's work would make four million dollars somewhere, right? Well, and more than that. I mean, it's all relative, right? And
0: you know, that's just average middle class. Yes, they, you don't start and end in the same place financially. Generally speaking, if you start at you know fifty thousand dollars a year, by the time you're in the golden belt of your career, you know you are somewhere sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars yep. a year. So it's a little different then, but yeah, strange realization nonetheless. <sighs> So, we need to find some elderly people that we can suck
1: their money from them. Yeah. But not in, like, a calling them and scamming them way. No, 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 no. I I would pay my dues. You got to actually both work for it and respect it. Because then it's an honest transaction. Yeah. Because you're never approaching these elderly women or elderly men, if you're after, with the notion. You both know what's going on. It's not, oh, hello, young trophy husband or trophy wife that I could never honestly get. Yes, you definitely love me for me and there's no other motive. Mm. As long as we establish first, like, of course there's some motive here, but we can make this work. I see. So you're actually trying to be a little bit of a home
0: wrecker. You're trying to swoop in and take the love. I was just gonna be respite care worker. You know, (laughs) I'll come in, I'll you know, I'll shine your floors for you. I'll do a great job at it.
1: I'll, you know, I'll dust the tiles. You just tell me where you need to put, you know, though. If it's at the time of respite, though, you don't really have to do much. That This is the truth. We could just find a really rich person with dementia. No. Never
0: Dude, well, here's what I'm thinking, though. If you have that, yeah. you could have six or seven of these people on the go.
1: Yeah, and then, then once a week, you part. make your rounds, and you're like, yeah. oh, we had such a great time yesterday or the couple nights before. That's what I'm saying. And then craft it all. And it doesn't matter even if they find out you're faking. They can't tell anyone because by the time they call, they'll forget. That's, it's a, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're terrible people. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. But you could
0: you could just one every day. You know, you stop by. And truthfully, you can stop by for 20, 30 minutes, call it eight hours, go home. That's true. It's not that oh. hard. Not that hard. You know the worst part is there are people in this world, I guarantee, that are doing this right now.
1: Yeah. I guarantee they exist. Meaning the market's already taken. I the can't market, even do this. No, it means that they
0: rich market. Clean for the taking. It's, ah, it's, I see, I see. There are people that have done the heavy legwork for us. We just, we have to come in and, and elevate the game. Yeah. We must expand and, and make it an empire.
1: I am not sure I'm good at that. Taking market space and anything is really difficult to do. Unless you're in the ground floor.
0: Well, yeah, unless you have first-mover's advantage, it can, yeah. it can be very tricky. Like, if we were to start a liquor company right now, now is the worst time ever yeah. in, the, in the history of everness <laughs> to start a liquor company because everybody's got one, you know? It's sort of like how people thought AIDS was in the 70s. Everyone's got it. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> you right? pass the cereal
1: across the table, Dude, you know? Dude, some,
0: some, I don't know what it is about celebrities and their own liquor brand, but they've all got one now, yeah. which is ridiculous because I was going to start, you know, a Gentleman Co., and it was going to be a really delicious whiskey but we can't do that
1: anymore we could if it's actually delicious cuz i haven't had many but of all the celebrity alcohols i've had they've been really awful that well that they can be true yes i granted i've only had two i've had there's a wine that's oh i forget the catchy name but it is a partnership between um Snoop Dogg and I forget. Oh boy, his partner in crime. <laughs> he he met her in prison. Very famous. I I haven't got the name. Snoop
0: Dogg has a wine. Should I look this up while we? Yeah, yeah. While it's, you it's, carry it's Snoop
1: Dogg on. and this white woman wine. Okay. That I had once, and it was probably the worst wine I've ever had. I haven't had many, but it it was really bad. Um, Nineteen
0: Crimes, Red Snoop yes. Cali. Okay, exactly. Yes, yes. yes, yes.
1: 19 crimes, exactly. And it's him and the other chick. Yeah, the I... other
0: chick. <laughs> That's the hard part right o- now. Old
1: white women, the Old white woman, yeah.
0: Um, it, You know what's funny is I think he took her out of all the, the branding because I don't see Oof, it. Oof, she must have died.
1: Anyhow. But, <laughs> hopefully someone got that money. Yeah, I was going to say, one less for us. That and I had <laughs> a little... Bit... <laughs> don't, don't just skip by that. I like I didn't catch that. Uh. And then I had a little bit of the Crystal Skull vodka, which tasted like vodka, and vodka doesn't (laughs) taste good. So (laughs) Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you bought vodka, tasted it, and it tasted like vodka, and that's not it? I did not purchase vodka. I was given it because it was almost like a funny joke collector's item from a buddy of mine who liked Dan Aykroyd and bought his Crystal Skull vodka. I see. And it comes in its cute little skull. I don't think it's made of crystal. It looked pretty much like glass to me. Um, Tastes like vodka, which is not a compliment from me. I don't know who likes vodka. I don't know if I've ever had a good vodka. Never by itself, right? I mean... Yeah, the only time you ever drink vodka is if it's with something that overpowers the vodka. Yeah, like a lemonade or something, you know, ridiculously strong, for sure. Huh. So those are my two experiences with with, um, celebrity alcoholic beverages and they're just not good. This is a very big topic change, but it's been gnawing at me
0: since I started the show. So, let me let me finish this topic cuz people get mad at me for changing the topics too quickly without segueing. So, we're going to start a gentleman's co. It's going to be a delicious whiskey probably never available, but we might work on it eventually. <laughs> Here's what I have been having rattle around in the back of my head. Do you remember like last year I told you of a story of a student of mine that came into my class and screamed, Jesus, take me to hell. Remember that story? <laughs> yeah. For those that don't, let me remind you real quick. I know, isn't it good? I had a, a student of mine walk into my classroom. So it was at the end of the day. We checked our assignment notebooks. He was, a, you know, they were they were just dismissed out to the hallway. The whole class was, right? Kid goes out, comes back in. You know, No sooner clears my doorway does this kid throw all of their items on the ground and scream, Jesus, take me to hell. And then pick up their items and walk away like it had never happened, right? And I, I was like, yo, what you you can't just say that in class and they go, oh, sorry. And they go take their seat. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? And I never thought that I would be able to come close to that story, but I have one for you. And it comes directly from my sixth graders. And after this ad read. Typically, the age wouldn't matter, right? But I'm telling you sixth grader because it gives a lot of pretense to this story. I was in class teaching, and some kids were having their own conversation in the corner of the room in between activities. And I heard a student say this to their friend. They said, over Thanksgiving break... My family and I went to one of these Thanksgiving parades. It was like an Appleton parade or um, a Nina parade. You know, one of the, the local townships had a, had a Thanksgiving parade. And they said, yeah, my little brother grabbed these condoms thinking that they were snacks like candies. So he grabbed a couple handfuls of them and brought them to my mom and said, mommy, mommy, look, I have snacks. And in that moment, I had to reconcile this truth. This sixth grader knows what condoms are. That's the only thing I cared about. I, and more than that, a local township's Thanksgiving parade was just passing out condoms by the bowlful. I somehow doubt that. But where do you need to be to have this small child get their hands on condoms?
1: Uh. <laughs> oh. So the last place that public events that I was, that they gave out condoms, was the college I attended had their own little pride parade, and in said pride parade, they had um, not buckets, but they were kind of like almost Halloween things of condoms (laughs) that they would give out to people, and that is the one and only time I have seen it, which is why I was hesitant to say, because I don't want to paint a bad picture to everyone, but that is the one instance I have encountered them. Dude, this
0: sixth grader turned to their friend in class unprompted and said, "My brother was carrying handfuls of condoms around." Yeah, and he didn't know what they were. That's the sentence that really got me. That little sentence, I got, and they didn't know what they were, tells me that this little child
1: knows exactly what condoms are, which is deeply disturbing to me. Well, on an optimistic look, isn't it? Isn't it fifth grade though that you had like the sex ed talks? I yeah, don't remember but when. Yeah, but they don't have contraception talks. They don't talk about condoms? No, they just talk about, like, this is a
0: penis, no this is a vagina. No wonder AIDS exists. That, well, whoa, 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 whoa.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically what happens is, is and I guess, see... We're talking about what's talked in class, now. In class, in class. Okay, I was going to say, I, I know how this yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, you,
0: you've heard the spiel. <laughs>
1: um,
0: What happens is, because
1: this is another thing that was going
0: around, the kids were saying that you know, in so-and-so's class, the health teacher's class, yep. they make you stand out in the hallway and scream naughty words, which is penis and vagina, right? Because they want to destigmatize the words. So they make these kids <laughs> scream penis and vagina in the hallway. If they want
1: to destigmatize sexual words. I hate to tell you, those are not the words that are going to be passed around. <laughs> well, what was so strange to me is that
0: they, they said that, and then I thought back to my own sex ed experience. And when I was in high school we had, you know, sort of sex ed, AIDS, that type of thing. But and we had to do the screaming of the genitalia. In high school in high school we had it. I don't think I you had never that. had it. Yeah, you weren't at the you, okay. you, you weren't in yeah, our yeah. school system. Fair
1: enough. Fair but enough But
0: in our school system in the in high school you need to have reproductive course and you you know, we had the scream off of the penis and vagina. So the guys with the green penis and the girls scream vagina just as loud as they could and we see who would win. Right and that was that was in high school. Why they have you know young middle schoolers out in the hallway screaming it? And we weren't even the hallway; we were in the classroom. But it, it was very weird. But no, they don't. They talk about the reproductive organs and how they operate. You know that women get periods and that they have you know ovaries and they produce eggs and that men produce sperm. And, and these they talk about these large scale biological fact. You know
1: and and but and, never once they ever thought to themselves. Also, this is a condom. They're made of, like, a rubber material, so don't eat it. You'll die. No, nope, no, no. And
0: what's huh. fun is they put them in these fun, colorful you know, packages. Yeah, r- <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a condom expert by trade, but I will tell you that most condoms I run into in my life, if I was 9 or 10, I could totally see that being a snack. That could be a little thing of Skittles. Aren't they a little too small, though? Um, I don't know. I, I think that if you were going to have, like, okay, think about how nerds, right, come in those little tiny, boxes. right, yeah, little boxes, yeah, yeah. I could see or that, if you though. have, like, um, Sour Patch Kids come in those small, like, you know, you give them to kids, because there's, yeah. like, three of them in there, but it's, like, they you have a snack, right, one of those, like, cheap things, I could, dude, if it were me, and I were eight or nine, I would totally think that was a Sour Patch Kid box that I want to eat.
1: Worst case scenario, you open it up to try it, and you get one of the flavored ones, and you're like, oh, oh no, <laughs> this is Blue Raspberry, and then, You have that one kid that all the adults are afraid to say anything about, but somehow keeps finding himself chewing it like Handfuls, yeah, of blue raspberry. It's like, yeah, this is the best gum ever.
0: guys, this blows the best bubbles ever.
1: Could you believe this (laughs) 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 doesn't? I bet it would, (laughs) dude. I bet bet it would. (laughs) And then you're going to walk in on your sixth grade class one day as they're passing it out. And you see these giant condom <laughs> bubbles that are, like, three feet wide. And Dude. you're sitting there thinking, that's impressive. I should stop this. <laughs> How much farther <laughs> they can can they go, though? Dude, if it was my
0: class, they'd be true, like, those party things that you blow it in. And it goes, boo, and it, like, straightens out. <laughs> I guarantee my class is going to blow these condoms up, and now they're going to start having, like... Length and sword fights. They're like, how big can you make it? And can we fight with it? I guarantee. That's where my middle schoolers
1: are going with this. That's great. Yeah. I never actually had any of that in my school system. We didn't have any health classes. Really? Although, if I were going to make it um, like a public course, which I'm not sure I agree with because it's not just on the account that all parents and school systems are going to disagree. So, why bother trying? Mm, Fair enough. (laughs) Um, but w- high school is probably too late, not going to lie. Well, I, d- I don't know if you know this uh, school system or government agencies that are listening to this podcast. By the time kids, at least guys, I'm not a girl, so I can't attest for that, hit high school, believe it or not, they've heard of sex, and they've probably... um heard a lot more than the health class yeah remember the stat i I remember i shared a stat
0: on this show one time because we were doing research into into this what was it was like even
1: like actual sexually active that was horrifying yeah yeah it was
0: 89 percent of of high schoolers have had sexual
1: inter like intercourse with with a partner that's horrifying yeah and also kind of hilarious that they're like we got to desensitize this so you guys yell penis and you yell vagina and all these people like She knows we know this, right? Yeah, right, right.
0: We're all we're all looking around like this, like we're pulling back the iron curtain when when in reality Rachel over there, I guarantee Scott was banging just before he (laughs) came into this classroom, right?
1: Or worse. Rachel's like four months pregnant and everybody just turns in the room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that would be that would be such an uncomfy conversation.
1: How as a teacher would you approach that issue? That's one of those you wouldn't? I no.
0: <laughs> no shot.
1: But you know she's getting bullied for that. Well, I
0: would think, yeah. And you're not she, even gonna try to Well, here's the thing. Because the curriculum is this is like the broadband. I can't say whether it's good or not. Like here's what I here's what I can tell you about Scott and Rachel's relationship. Rachel has a fondness for Scott being near her. That's about all I can tell you. Uh, and Scott doesn't have self-control. These are all I, all things I can yeah. tell you. I can't tell you what's right or wrong. I remember in my class... Man, this is all coming back to me now. We had someone come in because it was like sexual health. And there was also like a, a, I want to call it like a, a mental health portion to this... Like a home ec class that we were having. So basically, we brought in someone to talk about suicide and self-harm and, like... During these, the sex talk? No, no, no. It was, like, afterwards. Oh, okay. I was I, like, this
1: is the worst combination dude,
0: ever. No, it was it was all wrapped in, like, the same class, but a different unit. And I'm, I'm so bad at this, but I think it was in the idea of, like, sexual assault, right? Because sometimes, like, okay, you have sex with someone in high school that you don't want to... Like, the idea that this is a lasting partnership. You can't just... Like once you have sex with someone, it's the most intimate thing you can do. And sometimes people get harassed or bullied or they feel a large amount of depression because, you know, they've they've been sexually taken advantage of these types of things. And they were talking about the idea of self-harm or it can lead to depression, anxiety in these conversations. And I, I was so awestruck by this because there was someone giving basically like their survivor story of like, you know, I was sexually assaulted when I was in high school. I was made to feel that this was okay. And the boyfriend that I was with at the time made me have sex with him. And, like, telling this really, really, like, powerful story. And I guess thinking back, like, wow, I can't believe you're sharing that with high schoolers. Like, that that's a brave thing to do. But I also remember the conversation being wrapped around, like, self-harm and stuff like that. And there was these kids in the back of the room that were like, so, did you ever do self-harm? Like, they're digging into this. Like, we're having this honest yep. conversation. And it's, it's so funny. Fascinating, and I completely forgot that that happened to me until just now when we're ta- when we're talking about it because we literally went from like sex, reproductive organs, all sorts of nasty types of like um, not HIVs but what do you call them? STIs. STIs. STDs. STDs. It was like a fifty-slide slideshow of different vaginas that were colored in weird ways and had shit growing out of yeah. them. You remember that this
1: class? Well. I, I don't think I had that experience, but I know of learning about all this stuff, especially medically. We, you and I, lucked out incredibly because oh, there's so man. much less wrong that can be done with the penis than the oh vagina. Oh my gosh. Those glasses, was... you're like slide 70 of all the awful things that can happen to women. And then you're on men and you're like the two things and you're like, oh. Yeah, I have, I have a
0: guy with a, like a, a little <laughs> deformity or like some some weirdness and now i have a 50 minute presentation yep. about why the women's you know reproductive area is an absolute nightmare yeah, right and it's it slide yeah. after slide <laughs> honestly halfway through i thought they're making this up there is no <laughs> way there is no way i dude i vividly even now uh, this happened long ago even now in my mind i can picture the girl laying on her stomach and they had her legs spread apart and it was her genitalia and it was like purple cauliflower i remember this vividly vividly because like she had had an std and things had gone awry for her <laughs> dude it was i very vividly can picture this inside my mind still it is horrid and worse than that i told this story to someone much older than me and they said yeah that was the same slideshow they used for me. That's always how it works. <laughs> Dude, they've been recycling this slideshow
1: for years, decades. Yeah, and they're like, oh, and this one's one where they have the bubonic plague, and you're like,
0: what? what? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and, I, you know, the, and the most grotesque part is that after that ended, I had to go to math and just pretend like life was okay. Yeah. I had that whole conversation. I very vividly remember saying to myself, Mm-mm, I don't need that in my life. I don't need that near me. No thank you. Do you you. think that's
1: part of the point? Yes. Hundred percent I was gonna say. Otherwise, it it's quite obvious they could just as far as education, you can move that. As far as education goes, you could always just show this is what it's supposed to look like. If it doesn't look like this, tell your doctor. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And then just move on. I think it's an informative,
0: like, hey, by the way, those of you in this room having sex, because eighty nine percent of you are, um if you're not careful, this will be you. You will be the person who has, you know, purple cauliflower. And I think that is powerful, right? I think that is powerful. But you're right. I'm sure some of it is a little scare tactic abstinence that probably 48 hours later had worn
1: off because, oh, yeah. you know... They're like, oh, so yeah, that's h- gross. That but I'm be... a high schooler with no self-control, and I'm not an adult yet, so yep. I'm going to go have sex.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that bro, that won't be me. I mean, yeah, right. I'm sure the conversation was... Do you have an STD? I don't have an STD. So if we just keep having sex, we're fine. Yeah. And we'll all have that conversation with every partner you have. We'll just all have yeah. that conversation. Yeah, I guarantee it's what it was. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that is just mind- Horrid. Baffling. Horrid, isn't it? Yeah, that's something that I don't know that is doing much good for the school to do. But I think if they're going that route, make it way worse. Make it so none of those high schoolers are having sex you, I mean, you would think,
0: listen, I don't care where you stand on, like, the, um, you know, what schools should be teaching or not. I think it's true to say that 89%, well, it was it 89 or 93%? It, it was something way It up. was something that would be
1: considered an A on most college campuses. Higher than zero A. is wrong with, in my book, on very obvious principles. Teenagers having sex. Underage people having sex with an underage person is illegal. So... Why is it okay for two people that you can't have sex with because it's illegal and we all agree is wrong, but it's okay if they have sex with each other? It's still wrong. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's it, in fact we say that underage people the reason it's wrong is they're not mature enough or don't fully understand things well enough to make a, informed consent. And if one party cannot make informed consent, Two parties that can't make conform- informed consent together does not make it okay.
0: Right. I think what they should start doing it's is sending- the dumbest a, thing ever. Yeah, they should send a flowchart home with kids that they can yeah. pin up on their wall. Feeling like having sex question mark. And then you find
1: <laughs> Are you under 18?
0: Are you under 18? Yes. Don't. No. Then continue to the next step, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Continue to step three. Are then they you have, under 18? Are a, yes. Yes. <laughs> no, (laughs) don't (laughs) do it, then no, you know, then you start going, do they have an STD, and then best part, make this one of them big fold-out flow charts, right, these these big colorful (laughs) ones, and then give the kids also a a consent form that they can take home and sign, (laughs) right, they have the steps, you know, have you checked the flow chart, yes, do you have a condom, yes, is it from the gas station, (laughs) no, good, you know, H- have they signed here and then have a little contract you know just a little something put up that's good here's why i want this because kids instead of spending all day thinking about how they're going to be banging that chick and then she comes over and they get right to banging i want to have a good 15 minute buffer where we just need to consider the fo- you know remember bill my consider the following and bill would stand there and he would give you this you know a real mind-bender of a question for someone in grade school that he would then explain, Yeah, I want that to happen. I want to give them a real mind-bender. Consider the following. With this flowchart, and then
1: maybe they'll wait an extra 15 minutes before just having sex. That'd be good. Or, or we could just ration actual like legal consent forms for all sexual activity. Just take the spontaneity out of it. And in order to have sex from now on, you just have to have a c- consent form with both parties signing off.
0: Dude, that's what you should do because, you know... If with, you, you know, a third-party censor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you ask any grandpa, there's no spontaneity, right? Man, you no. know, after after a little while, it's not hot and bothersome. It's like, golly, this again? <laughs> Listen, guys out there, I guarantee your wife, after the first little... is going to give up on it. She does not want to have sex with you that badly. If, once you get married, it's over. You might as well just... Sail the whole ship away. That is so, the gold standard
1: we, uh, that throughout time all men have passed down to their sons. Yeah, They're like just so you know, as soon as you get married, it's over. Right. So they and see and we this, all get married.
0: This is <laughs> this is why they really ruin it for guys, right? Or not just guys, people in general. Because dads will say this. So now, the sons have figured out, well, if I'm not married, this will be good. (laughs) So they have all this underage sex and make (laughs) terrible decisions. And then they get married anyways. And then they find out that it's the truth. Really, what we are doing is propagating a truth around and around. So what we need to do to fix underage sex is to fix overage sex. And then we will have
1: fixed the impetus of the problem. I'm not sure if we could fix that. Because the biggest problem is... Different life stages are have varying dro- sex drives. No, women don't want to have men sex. That's the truth. Until they get to a certain age where men don't care anymore. Yeah. It's always like, what's because it's like a staggering statistic. I wish I had it on hand. I'll Dude, look the, it up for next time, the, but it's like 55 to 60. Like at that point, then women want to start having sex. And the dude's like, I have been married to you for the past 30 years. Out of begging, pleading, bargaining, I have been on my knees crying <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. I have never once gotten you to do anything. And now you come to me when I'm just got back from the golf course and I want to go out fishing, and now you want right, something. Right. Listen, women wait just <laughs> until the erectile dysfunction
0: sets in before having yeah. any sort of sexual drive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, fully we could have
0: rectified this in the past. 35 years. (laughs) Listen, if you're a woman listening to this, I don't mean this. um, Generally speaking, statistically speaking, 75% of women do not have a high sex drive. They do, you know, if you if you were like we're in we're in an age of like labeling people, different sorts of things. More often than not, women, if you were gonna consider them anything, you know, sort of that 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s area, are gonna be considered almost asexual. Because their sex yeah. drive is so low. It peaks like twenty-three because you know, your body wants to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's not even sex drive. That's just hormones saying, do it, do <laughs> yeah. it, do it. It's like Darn a it's it's what it is, right? But it's not you, it's not you like, man, that guy, let me get on that, right? So what it is is most women, 75% statistically speaking, just don't want to have sex. And that ruins 100% of men's lives. (laughs) That's true. So that's what it is, man. That is the crux of the problem.
1: Yeah. And then they still want to be friends. (laughs) That was a horrible joke. I I apologize. Dude,
0: we have a large percentage of women viewership here. I do not want to lose it now.
1: (sighs) We love women, they don't love us. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. See, This is because of the dichotomy like that. You got to realize whenever men like us will joke and we jest, deep in our hearts, we love you women more than anyone could possibly, any other person could possibly love you. You know why? We still marry you.
0: That's true. That's dedication. Think of that act of love. Yeah.
1: Every single one of us as boys, I can attest, have been told by either our father, like a male figure, hey or at least joked to, once you get married, it's over. Everyone knows that. And we still choose to get married because we love you guys that much. And you can't
0: even repay our love with a little bit of sex. I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: was going so well and you just taken
0: it so hard. You can't even just, just... I'm asking for once every other week, put it on your calendar, put it in your mind. You know, you can't just give me a little something. What's funny is, neither one of us are, we are we are the worst of the problems, because yep. you and I are abstinence until marriage. Mm-hmm. So our golden years of sexual, you know, of, of fornication, our glory years. Already are, behind us. We're already behind us. We are, we are out of high school and college. And college, yep. So we honestly, barren, you and I. Our sex lives are barren.
1: I, I agree. I actually often thought of that, because, of course, it's common knowledge, young, stupid... A lot of sexual activity throughout, like, late high school and then college especially. And it's pretty free and open. and You could get something somewhere. We spent the entire time not doing that. And I've, I've actually thought of this. Have you, have you ever thought back and you're like, that might have been, like, the only opportunity?
0: Dude, why is it that <laughs> I'm the guy pounding the moral drum? I shouldn't have to thinking back, what an idiot. What an idiot I was to stand on that desolate island saying that, oh, you should wait because it'll be better when you're married. What an absolute idiot, right? I could have been having sex for days. I could have had all sorts of fun. (laughs) But instead, I was the guy that felt the need to carry the you know the trumpet and banner forward. I could have let some other person listen, here's the truth of it. We're good enough guys, we're polite, we're decent looking. I could have let some other guy that had no chance of sex stand on that desolate desert, right? But instead, I wasted my good years carrying the ball forward only to find out there's
1: water on the other side of the island. Yeah, I, I definitely have had those thoughts, too. But I kept powering on. I don't know why. Well, I know why. But... Yeah, I know why, too.
0: It's better. I mean, I, yeah.
1: I, I joke, right? But it is It is still my preferred but as statistically speaking, I have often thought, um, like, I'm going to most likely, almost certainly be with this one woman my entire life. Yeah. Having sex until now. When we get married, I'm married. I'm not going to have sex then. I have chosen a an entire life of almost certain celibacy. Yes. And yeah. I've chosen that. You've chosen
0: it. You have chosen it. You have taken all of your rich opportunity and thrown it away. Oh. Open-handed Aaron Rodgers it's touchdown true. pass. Thrown it away. You have. Mm. Do you ever think back on previous partners and think, dang. You ever think back on that? That's a really uh, suspect
1: oh, Um it's a, loaded, it's a loaded question. Yeah, it is. But I don't care. People know my opinions. Uh, my The biggest problem with... I've only had one previous partner, really. Previous like girlfriend. A, like a serious one, right? Yep. And... It, I actually was the one to break it off, and it was because of difference in pursuits. Mm. And that was it. It was not one of those relationships where someone does something bad. Everything was going well. Everything was fine, for the most part. Um, She wanted children, like babies, and to get married as soon as she graduated high school. Ooh, wow. To start yeah yeah and I as a young man knew two things. one that would be horribly irresponsible because there's no way I'm in a position in my life as you know a 1920 year old man to be able to support an entire family, <laughs> uh, especially that she wanted a very large family. Oh yeah. and I'm like I, I can't do that. And two, I aside from the responsibility aspect, that's not really something I wanted that young, because when you do that, you are stuck with that come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that was a good idea. I was not in a place where I think I would have been a good father. Well, I think that's the hardest part, right? We're
0: not just talking about like the the pleasuring part. There's so many negative aspects. Like eighty nine percent of you know whatever that stat is that we keep bringing up, the percentage of people having children is a really high one. And I, I, don't know, you can be on whatever side of the fence you want on, of wedlock, but once mm-hmm. you've decided that's your person, yeah. Generally speaking, that's a great time to have kids. Not what's your name again? Yeah. That's usually not the point in the relationship where you want to, you know, if you call her, you know, Camden, and her name is Kaylee, you don't want to be having a child with that person,
1: you know. Yeah. But be- because that was her ultimate pursuit, as well as she had, she did have. A female sex drive, surprisingly. What? I would, I w- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, that was, yeah, you that was. absolute <laughs> Muppet.
0: What are you
1: doing? <laughs> uh, Sorry. She was a lovely young lady, and that was something, if I were to look back on, and I knew it at the time too, I could easily. Have had sex whenever I wanted at any time with her, but I chose not to. And despite all the joking around, it, ultimately it would have been the, for the best. It's and a fair decision. Yeah. yeah. I'm especially glad I did not do that. I was going to say, especially because you're not with her. You yeah. know, it's everyone
0: has this romantical idea, especially if you're in high school, right? And you've got like your partner. You're like, you know, we're going to go to the same college. We're just going to live, that. we're going to be the high school sweethearts. And. That ain't how it works. You know, you're going to get to college. You're probably going to break up, statistically speaking. You're going to find someone else. And now you've got the baggage of this other person. You know, yeah. it, it's bad enough that you have the love that you felt for this person, the mm-hmm. deep seated, you know, adoration for them that's going to be broken off. Now you have to enter this other, this is stuff we've talked about forever. Now you have to enter this, pardon me, other relationship feeling, you know, all the, hey, by the way, um, this other partner of mine, you know? And and you have to explain that to that person.
1: And if you're anything like me, that's, that's you know, that doesn't always, that's not easy to swallow. I don't think I would have been able to get past, if I'm speaking honestly, if we're going to bleed our heart out a little here, um, if I were to have crossed that line, because like I said, it was readily available and had sex whenever, I am sure that the rumors are not a lie and sex is fantastic and amazing that probably would have persuaded me as a young man because as we've talked at nauseum young men their sex drive is incredible and heroic i would say yes so if you have that tie even though it was the right choice to break off that relationship for both parties i probably wouldn't have been able to do it hmm so hmm I was freer because I hadn't done that, and it would have a chain probably affected my life. There's no way I would have been able to break it off if I had that going on. Yeah, there's like this golden opportunity. Maybe it's engagement. Maybe that's the golden opportunity. You've,
0: you've already committed to this person, you know, but you're you know, not married yet. You're in that golden zone where you, you yeah, know. So you have the
1: six months yeah, to live yeah, life and then yeah, yeah. nothing.
0: You know what the <laughs> worst part is? I got engaged more than six months ago. No, more, no, hang on. Yeah, more than six
1: months ago. And I've wasted that whole time. See, that's why you got to really throw it out there. I'll get engaged and then I'll say, hmm, there's this really nice venue right here. It, it's fantastic. The only problem, they're 17 years out <laughs> in their booking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to live in that golden zone for a little while. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah.
0: Write it, it out. That's right. Maybe then you can just convince your partner's, you know, sex drive to be that much higher. Man, what a show, folks. We've really gone all yeah. over the place with this one. Yeah,
1: now that all the women have listen have left <laughs> the room, left and the stopped room. listening, yeah. fellas who are still tuned in and enjoying this <laughs> conversation, <laughs> just the boys. <laughs> just, just the fellas. Just the fellas. Let me tell you about it. We'll we'll talk about Something a little just for the boys. Just for the lads. That that I've encountered. And I don't know why, but this is just something the boys like to talk about. Uh, It's also a little bit maybe distasteful. I have a buddy, and (laughs) just yesterday we were discussing if we had to go out with a bang, so to speak. If, for whatever reason mental state worst case scenario or a foreign government or caliphate once you dead and you had to facilitate your own suicide what is the most spectacular suicide what? you could facilitate <laughs> and i thought to myself this is the conversation for the guys yeah for the boys, okay, okay, for the boys. you can't can you look me in the eyes and say you've never had this conversation with the boys <laughs> no I Okay, well, I, maybe maybe I, just my boys. No,
0: no, I can't look you in the eyes. I've had this exactly, conversation with the boys. Exactly,
1: this is I have. For all the incredibly kind, caring women who are still tuned in despite everything we've said so far, you'll get a sneak peek into what ha- goes on when you're not around. <laughs> <laughs> so here's... This goes down. We're talking about this. My first thought. Hmm. I'm always talking about it, and I really don't like the CCP. I think... I'm going to use the might of America and invest in as much artillery and as much firepower as I possibly can. Get a crazy a crazy person to fly me over, like, the CCP headquarters. I'll dive in, and I'll just keep shooting until I die. <laughs> wow. Then you'd be a the, hero. The official go out with a bang.
0: Yeah, yeah, you'd be a hero. They'd give you, like, a posthumous purple
1: heart or something. Won't matter because I'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then it, but solved, it solved a would. lot of my problems because I don't think I could ever even like justify a rational killing myself. I'm a very rational person. I don't. I would never do that. If someone else kills me, I mean, I'm kind of off the hook. So if I put myself in a situation where someone else has to kill me, or if I don't die, if best failed suicide attempt ever, I overthrow the CCP. <laughs> You know, actually, you you
0: may have gotten the winning answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you've thought about this.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, wow. Um golden way to go out. Yeah, I think it would have to be some sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, uh, you know, Chuck Norris something
1: yeah. that's rambunctious and wild. What would you involve others? Otherwise, the other thing I thought, a spectacle that everybody would appreciate but wouldn't really matter much like, strap the world's largest firework on you and at the end of a see, firework display. See, that was, funny enough, that was my first thought. Was the first
0: right? thing my brain thought was, dude, what if I strap myself to a rocket shot there and explode like a firework? That'd be pretty cool, see, right? boys work. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all I on the same wavelength. Genuinely, the first thought I had was that. And then I thought, Ian's probably got to get something better. I'm not gonna say that out loud. i would not you hold that one inside? No, you
1: got that. Yep. If I ever, if I'm ever 90... And I can't see, I can't hear. I have terminal cancer. I kind of wish someone would, even if I have to die first, respect my funeral wishes and go out with a bang like that. Just do something crazy. Just cause. Like, let's not not make this sad. I'm 90. We all saw this coming. Let's have some fun. (laughs) Dude, you should, honestly, of
0: all the people I know... I'm anticipating your funeral the most because I have a firm belief in you that you will set some fun guidelines oh, yes. for the funeral, right? It's not going to be something like, you know, we're going to read Corinthians eight forty seven, and the Lord says, nah. like, we're going to walk in, and Ian's final wishes are going to be, let's all do some rambunctious wild thing in yeah. memory of him. Because if you put in memoriam, you can get away with a lot of things. Even That's the police true. won't bat an eye. You know, we're going to go run around baseball batting cars throughout the town That would be pretty for fun. Ian. Like, <laughs> I think that would be fun. the best way to go.
1: Yeah. Or I could splurge a little, get my get everyone I care about on a giant, like, rent out six flags. And you get to take my corpse on uh, all the rides and just have a whole dude, bunch of fun. I'm
0: totally taking you we down could Splash do, Mountain. Exactly. I'm posing we you. We could do it at night
1: uh. at, like, Disney or something so all the lights could come. And- I already
0: have the pose. It's me in the front seat. It's you next to me. When yeah. we go down the splash mount, I'm having the guy behind me. We're gonna lift you overhead. I'm gonna <laughs> like shoulder pressing you down the splash it's, mountain. See, this would be amazing. I'm already thinking about it because I mean, best case scenario is that all happens and it's a banging picture.
1: It would be worst case scenario is I drop you. and Who cares? <laughs> it's greatest over. greatest photo album to remember someone by ever. Yes. And then at the fireworks display at the end of the night, say this is at Disney or someone. We take the giant 50-foot flag off the flagpole, pull my body <laughs> up in front of Disney, like the Disney Palace, and, that's, and then everybody lined around in front. We're get, the get,
0: we're... <laughs> Dude, why don't we just instead, instead, hear me out. I love, I love your idea of me becoming a human flagpole, but hang on, hang on, let me make this better. To wrap back to another idea. Why don't we get everyone stood out in front of the big castle, right? You know how the big rocket goes do, 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 and it comes around? That would be great. You are the rocket, my friend. <laughs> do, 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 yes. Boom! And then we get just a little bit of Ian everywhere. <laughs> right? And maybe by then we could turn you into ashes so your ashes can <LAUGHING> everywhere.
1: And you don't know if it's on you, in you, where it is, but it oh, will be. And, in that, and then everybody gets leaf blowers, and it's a game. Whoever has the ash up the longest wins. I don't know, whatever. Prize. Dude, I'm hoping we get you high enough that the wind <laughs> can take you into
0: downtown. Oh, you are great. You're just
1: there. Oh, yeah. add a little bit extra
0: to Orlando <laughs> because then every time you walk down the streets of Orlando, and someone coughs, you'll think, Ian, <laughs> that's that's it right there. Oh. And with that, boys and girls, episode 77 of A Gentleman's Chat with your hosts, Ian and Billy.